Hi there, this is Brian Barnett with The Last Symptom. When I started The Last Symptom, I never in a million years imagined it would grow as it has. In these early shows especially, audio quality was often iffy, and there were references to services or online groups that are outdated and no longer in use. Great improvements have been made. Where should you go for all of the most up-to-date resources that I offer? TheLastSymptom.com is my permanent website full of free resources where everything is always up to date and that I encourage you to refer back to often. There are also a few modest paid resources at TheLastSymptom.com. These support my efforts and have allowed The Last Symptom to exist for as long as it has. These include one-on-one phone conversations with me one-on-one Zoom video calls with me, and perhaps most importantly, the Last Symptom Fundamentals course, which is a two-week, intensive, pre-recorded online video course that is far superior to things like DBT. The Last Symptom has a flourishing YouTube and Rumble channel where I publish regular orange slices, which are condensed video insights of five or ten minutes in length. If you're just now discovering the last symptom, welcome. I hope you will find every insight and resource you need here for authentic and permanent recovery from emotional disorders such as borderline personality disorder. Now on to the show. I hope you enjoy. Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental health nor emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he has gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as they individually and personally choose while accepting full responsibility for their own individual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares, and by listening to this program, you are acknowledging that you, and only you, are responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Brian Barnett. Happy to have you back. I don't know about where you're at in the world, but man, it is a scorcher here where I am. Really hot. We've got this heat wave coming through, and where I record these podcasts are upstairs in my house. I've got a workspace up in this loft, and uh, it's not my house. I rent the place, and for whatever reason, whoever built this house decided to make all the windows upstairs uh, so that you can't open them. So if you can imagine, it heats up pretty quick up here, and in order to do the podcast, and I naturally have to shut off the air conditioner and shut off the fan and all that, so uh, the end result is that I could probably bake a cake up here or some cookies while I'm recording this podcast. What I thought we'd talk about today is the principle of acceptance. And while we talk about acceptance, we're also going to naturally talk about denial a little bit. Isn't it true when you hear the word acceptance, you generally, the the general definition that your mind assigns to that word is acknowledgement? We don't usually think on that word 
any more profoundly than that. But today we are because we have to. There are more layers to acceptance, and it's not just acknowledging a thing. In a myriad of areas, acceptance is a non-negotiable necessity. But especially in recovery from borderline personality disorder, this is true. In an earlier podcast, we described how the entire disorder relies heavily on denial in order to function. Without denial, the disorder cannot exist. The two things are inherently interwoven together. So, if you're the type of person who doesn't like to be manipulated, this is going to be the program for you. So, identifying and accepting the real nature of all things in your life and giving up the denial of those realities is your objective. And, to be honest with you, this is a really painful step in recovery. For example, everybody who will ever recover from borderline personality disorder genuinely, that is not just learning coping skills for the symptoms, but who will genuinely rid themselves of the disorder entirely, everybody who does this will at some point have to face the real nature of their parents, the real nature of what they did or what they failed to do, and the real context in which they did or did not do those things. To say it plainly, if you have borderline personality disorder, it's because your parents emotionally neglected you. The emotional neglect of children by parents is abuse. Therefore, by definition, those parents are child abusers. Now, a lot of people just click this podcast off as soon as I said that word, but that's okay. We're going to talk through it. Now, anybody who wants to argue about the genetics, bullying by siblings, uh, the children's own oversensitivity, the tilt of the Earth's axis, any of these other dumb things as the cause of borderline personality disorder, they can go pick their nose because there's only one cause of borderline personality disorder, and I've just told you what it is. In fact, if this is your first time joining me, maybe you'll need to listen to some of my other podcasts or read some of my articles so that the point becomes clear. In almost every case... When you use the term child abuser, the person's mind will almost violently rebel against accepting the idea that their parents were child abusers. I guarantee you that the phenomenon is happening right now as people are listening to this. It might be happening to you. Psychologically, you see, it goes against everything we desire to be reality. But it's important to recognize that your desire of reality is not reality. Yet, your desire can powerfully cloud your ability to see a thing as it really is. And that's extremely unhealthy. So, these folks subconsciously exclude the dirty details. When they think about their parents, their mind pushes aside anything that conflicts with the imaginary preference of the imagery that they have of that person. The aversion of speaking poorly of those we love is powerful. You can literally observe people who are confronted with the terminology and the reality I just described instinctively and frantically grasping for any manner possible to describe it using different terminology or excuse and explain why their parents didn't do better 
I get messages that are literally pages long, and in the end, the message is just one really long attempt to deny reality at all cost, to explain to me why this absolutely cannot be true about this person who they want so much to believe is incapable of being described with such terminology, as if this changes reality one bit. So this is an example of denial, and denial is the very opposite of acceptance. And you know, it's unfortunate that we often confuse speaking factually of people we love as speaking poorly of them, but they're not the same thing. That's simply denial at work. And it's an incredible thing to witness over and over and over again. I personally remember feeling terribly defensive of my father, of feeling sick inside my bones at the mere thought of betraying him by speaking with terminology unsoftened. That is, to speak factually to anybody about him. You see, in my mind, I thought he has so many other good qualities that they're not going to take into consideration and understand. But you see, this was denial, and it's so powerful and sickening a force. Because if a thing is the color blue, to call it blue is not a good thing or a bad thing. There's no judgment to it at all. It's simply calling a thing what it actually is and not allowing our feelings to interfere with or affect our ability to perceive the reality. It's not allowing our feelings to excuse it, explain it, soften it, or redefine it in any way. And so it is with the relationships that we have to learn to see under a lot of harsh truth. And this is acceptance. Acceptance is looking at a thing genuinely, identifying it for what it truly is. It just is what it is. And I know that's everybody's least favorite term, but it's very appropriate here. My father has a lot of good qualities. And he abused me by neglecting my emotional needs as a child. So in the case of my father, it's not a betrayal when I speak of him without softening or without avoiding certain words. The reality is that there was only one person who was betrayed, and that was a child, me, by a father who misused and neglected his responsibilities and authority, and in doing so, abused me. That's the betrayal. It was never my responsibility or burden to figure out ways of describing him that would spare his reputation or feelings. No. Imagine the burden of that on a child. Rather, it has always been his responsibility, his responsibility and burden to live as he would like to be described. As for the person suffering from borderline personality disorder, acceptance is the secret to letting go of 
much of the shame that they've been dragging around since early childhood, and they surely mistake this shame for guilt. But guilt and shame are not the same thing. Shame is always destructive, and guilt is always constructive. We'll talk about that in greater detail in a future podcast. Got a thunderstorm happening here, so you might be able to hear some rain through the microphone. I apologize for that. Everything's working against me tonight. You see, apart from the feelings of shame and worthlessness that are inherent to the disorder, many people with borderline personality disorder have specific childhood memories of things they did or felt or saw happen or allowed to happen or was done to them. And they've been carrying these dark secrets inside of them, flogging themselves over these things for sometimes decades. One of the major roads to relief, though, is learning, genuinely understanding, and accepting that children are, in almost every situation, innocent of their past. How so? Well, children don't possess the mental and emotional faculties that are required to safely and properly navigate the world and life. Their development is literally, in every sense, not there. This means that they're incapable. That is to say, they entirely lack the capacity to make decisions and navigate life as we're able to do. It isn't for nothing that children are legally considered dependents. Think about that word. Because children are entirely dependent on their caregivers. This is why society doesn't allow children to take out mortgages, drive cars, make important decisions for themselves or for others. They aren't capable of managing these things. It's not a matter of them just not trying hard enough. They are incapable. They couldn't even if they wanted to. So when it comes right down to it, all children, those in emotionally unhealthy families, as well as those in emotionally healthy families, do the same things that these folks with BPD have been beating themselves up about for decades. They're just the sorts of things that children do while they're out learning about the world, how it works, They sexually explore out of curiosity. They lie. They hide things. They burn animals with magnifying glasses. They steal. They make terrible mistakes. They destroy things. We burned down a barn by accident when we were kids. You name it. Despite it all, children are entirely guiltless. For those poor children who've been sexually abused by adults, and have carried the shame of these events inside of them like a thousand-pound anchor, they have to, you have to come to accept that you were a child who did not possess the power, the knowledge, the experience, the very capacity to stop, avoid, change, or prevent that abuse no matter what. You are entirely and completely guiltless. It's not as if you could have prevented it if you'd only tried harder. No. You were a child. You were mentally and emotionally incapable of fully recognizing at that stage what was happening, 
fully understanding it and of preventing it. Children are entirely innocent of almost anything you can imagine as it relates to universal notions of guilt or innocence. You see, it is the caregivers who inherently carry the responsibility for whatever mistakes children make, for whatever damage they cause, as well as for any harm that comes to the children themselves. Because these adults do not lack the capacity to properly manage life. Their children are completely dependent on them for every aspect of life. And these parents have voluntarily accepted this gravely serious responsibility. Folks suffering from borderline personality disorder have to learn to recognize that who they are now is not who they were back then. What you're capable of now is not what you were capable of back then. See, since we've always been ourselves, we have this tendency to forget that our childhood selves were not the same people we are now. Those children, your past self, was never under the same requirements or expectations that you're under now. So it's time to stop judging yourself and holding yourself to the same expectations back then as you do currently. It's just not right. Think about any child you interact with, maybe your own children. If you would not hold those children to unreasonable expectations and adult-level responsibility, then why do you continue to do it to your past self? It's a real injustice to measure that poor kid based on the knowledge and capabilities that you have now. You've got decades of learning and experience over that little girl that she never had access to, nor the faculties to process it, for that matter. It's just not reasonable. So acceptance is coming to see this, to fully understand the reality of it, and finally letting any weight of past guilt and shame go once and for all. You're going to feel such relief once you do. And with this relief in this lighter state of being, you'll be able to approach other steps of recovery with a much clearer mind, a much more positive attitude, and a much lighter approach. So that's all I've got today. We could keep talking about uh, acceptance in a myriad of different ways, but we're not going to tonight. You've probably heard lightning and thunder crackling all around me, and I'm stuck up here sweating like a stuffed pig. And uh, there's some imagery for you. Anyway, uh, today's not actually Thursday, it's Wednesday, but uh, I want to get some of these things. uh, Spotify requires, I think, five podcasts in the bank before they'll even consider publishing a podcast, and I think iTunes is kind of the same way. So I'm trying to get uh, a few extra episodes out so that we can speed the process up a little bit. I hope to get another podcast out tomorrow, so look out for that. As always, thanks for listening, and this is Brian Barnett signing off.